So welcome. My name is Dr. Andy Hahn, and this is the 61st episode of Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living. And today I have the great honor, and I mean that seriously because I can say that because we just were on her podcast and I had the most lovely time with her. Uh, we're on with Shivani Ganell, and Shivani uh, is right now running a summit called Spiritual Mastery in this, in this Global Shift. I highly recommend that you all go and listen to it because uh, it's a wonderful topic and she's a wonderful interviewer and uh, it certainly is time for spiritual mastery and a global shift for sure. So you can find it with her name and her name we will send out to the whole world, but uh, you'll have her name and you can find her summit and it's going on right now. So please go watch it. and. Mm -hmm and just have a chance to, and I'm not only saying this because I'm on her summit, although I am. So, and, um, but Shivani is over and above that. She is really oriented towards purpose and having business as a divine self-expression. And so of course she is a wonderful coach, particularly about women's empowerment, but she's also, an Akashic Records healer, um, uh, reader, and she's an energy healer. And moreover, she has two good dogs, Akash and Isis. And anyone who has dogs named Akash and Isis has got to be like an extraordinary being. And she lives in what sounds like heaven in Australia. So um, that's what I know about her. And it's welcome, welcome. And thank you so much. And what I'd like to know just selfishly is how you put all this together because you have your Akashic record healing and you have your energy healing and you have your coaching and you have a, a whole way of doing coaching about helping people put together purpose and, and spirit and business into one wonderful like way of being. And I'd like to know how it all fits together for you and like how it came to be fitting this way and anything you want to tell us about that as a starting place, if that's a good starting place for you, so. Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks for the wonderful um, introduction. And I'm so happy to be here with you and with everybody. Um, so yeah, look, I, um, I would say I was born awake. But then when I was 14, I seriously was questioning why I'm why am I here? Why is the world this particular way because I did not fit or I didn't feel I would fit. Um, so I basically added many, many modalities. Uh, but already when I was 14, I was curious about purpose. They, you know, everybody else had their first boyfriend. I was writing poetry about the eyes being the mirror into the soul. Yep. So obviously, early uh, with that, yeah, contemplation. So how it all works in, I mean, I'm fascinated by it and absolutely love the modalities that I'm working with. And they're with, two, with purpose, I have two. So one is the Akashic, as you mentioned. For those of you who don't know what the Akashic Records are, it's basically an energetic database 
that records everything you've ever done in any lifetimes, but it also records who you are this lifetime, your divine gifts, uh, your, your life lesson, uh, soul specialization, and that read together, like the soul profile, will give you a good idea, repurpose, which direction to move towards. Uh, I also work with human design. Again, totally different, but of course, truth is truth is truth, and it overlaps. Uh, and human design is another soul system. Uh, it's one of the newest um, soul systems on the planet. It's been channeled in 1987. And again, human design can give you a really good idea how to make correct decisions for you specifically, because we are all wired differently. So when I work with a client, I consult the Akashic and human design. So that's the first thing I do. Mm -hmm. um, the healing is being done when the stuff comes up, so to speak, because usually you so the journey from point A to point B, meaning point A is who you are with everything that you are today. Point B would be you are experiencing what you want. And you will be a very different person at point B to who you are today, right? And so everything that's not in vibrational alignment to point B will come up and will have to be released. So that's where the healing comes in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course, then the coaching, it would be very practical steps. Yeah, because not only do you have a personal Akashic record, you also have a business record. And so it's a total shortcut uh, because so many people that I see, they're doing everything yeah, in business and they're basically heading towards burnout. Mm -hmm. And then when I look in the records, quite often half of it, what they do has to disappear. It's too much and it's not aligned. Yeah, it's about what suits each individual, each, each soul, how are they wired to create a business mm -hmm. and live their purpose. Or if it's not creating a business, you know, how are you wired to live your purpose? Got it. Um, maybe you could start, because I'm curious, how you do certain things. So when, when you see healing needs to be done, can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do that is your framework for doing the healing when somebody is stuck between where they are and where life is inviting them into. Can you teach us a little about that? Because I would love to know. Hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there are two, like I'm, I'm using, okay. When you embark on living your purpose, quite often we forget. I mean, not on, we forget even the coaching session two weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, 
it seems like they have to hear something over and over and over again and then take little action steps towards it. So when I do the Soul Success Blueprint, which is the very, very first reading I do in the Akashic Records, which everybody, anybody can do, it's not just a reading, it's we are literally bringing your soul back to the point of origination, back to love and light. So it's really a four-week process because three weeks out of that will be used as clearing. Mm -hmm. But when basically once that process is completed, the client will feel very different vibrationally um, again it's very hard to explain it's like trying to explain how a banana tastes yeah I can tell you all the different bananas and shapes but eventually you know you have to experience it and bite into it but basically vibrationally you will be very different because we cleared a lot of what's holding you back yeah so if you have created a vow of poverty, say, five lifetimes ago, mm -hmm. um, you don't remember that, but your life will be affected by that. Yeah, You will have trouble with money in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. And so when I clear it on the level of the Akashic, then the client clears it through the emotional, mental, physical. And then we're also looking at a new physical action step because we're we still in 3D, right? <laughs> it's not just, you know, 5D. And that's how we can literally create a new life or a new venture. Mm. So that's the Akashic Record reading. But then, so that is like you, you get the proverbial kick out of the door, the cosmic kick out of the door. Okay. So things will be easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, things that were very hard will, will be easier. And then the healing would come in depending what comes up for the client. Yeah, for example, I had one client and the relationship was basically already on the rocks. But it was hard for her to say no to her partner to watching a movie till midnight. Like the partner wanted to watch, stay up, watch movies. She wanted to go to bed by 9 p.m. But just to keep the peace, she would watch the movie that she was not interested in with the partner. And then of course, don't get up early. It had a flow on effect on her business. Yeah. Um, and then depending if saying no or not being liked, yeah, because if you say no, you have to create a boundary and the risk is you have an argument <laughs> on your hands. Um, look, it depends. Either you can change your behavior by being conscious of it or you can't because underneath there is something that is being asked to be released and healed, which has nothing to do with this lifetime if that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody who's listening to us. It certainly does to me and it certainly does to you and probably to most of the people listening to us would make it, I would make a lot of sense, sure. So 
something is coming from karma or something like that and it's got them blocked like as you've described as the vow of poverty that took place five lifetimes ago same idea yeah okay so you know and sometimes we literally have to feel the fear and do it anyway sometimes we can't clear something away yeah but that's when you have a coach that's holding your hand <laughs> mm. yeah right i got it and, and it's yeah. do you know also when i talk about purpose I remember, and I was guilty of that, um, that at one stage, I mean, we're talking decades ago, that I had this feeling purpose must be somehow written on this cloud. And if I would just know my purpose, then life will be incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And purpose is not just one thing. Yeah, and purpose evolves. Purpose is not stagnant. Yeah, but it's starting with one step towards it. And then once you've got it, there'll be another level. Yeah, it's actually never ending because you're always able to expand. Right? Makes total sense. That purpose is an evolving being that you're in relationship with it, and as you evolve, it evolves, and as you discover more and more gets discovered, it, is that how my understanding what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. You make yeah. So, yeah. 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 And for those of you who have a business and you might have um, a challenge, for example, to get more clients, uh, then I would look, I mean, I would know already who you are at soul level. Uh, and then I would look at your business record and the way it works. And I love it because honestly, I'm, I'm still so with every client, I'm so excited, no matter whether I've had thousands of clients, only because I'm excited about the journey and the transformation through ease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what people usually go with is they give me a monetary amount and they maybe say okay shivani in six months time i want to make five thousand bucks every month say they make two thousand at the moment and then the first thing i look at is is it possible no sorry first thing i look at is it probable from zero to a hundred percent meaning who this person is right now is what they want probable. And then I might get yes, and then a percentage, then we are off to a good start. Mm -hmm. If it's not probable, I'll ask, is it even possible? And then I might get yes, and a percentage. Mm. If I get no, both times, then obviously I have to go back to the client and look at um, changing or tweaking the goal. Because sometimes, right, we spiritual people um, can get too over enthusiastic in believing in miracles, right? So if you haven't made two grand a month, you won't be able to make 10, yeah, in, in a short period of time. Because we still have to consider the physical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then so, okay, they say, okay, I want to get five grand, say it's 60% probable. Then I'd have a um, look at, okay, where is the 100% alignment? 
is it clients is it the offer is it the price point is it marketing sales joint ventures yeah so we are very 3d oriented despite being in the records and then there'll be certain areas that might come up with 50 percent yeah because it's we are looking for 100 percent alignment and then say so if it's sales we will i really go into the nitty-gritty is it the offer itself is it the language is it an attitude about sales does this person need sales training yeah so very led by the client i never know do you know what i mean that's the exciting bit and then i help the client to implement the new and let go of the old and yeah and that's how they shape their way energetically to success i think i understand um where if you were looking at any particular thing like sales or the amount of money they could make or whatever it is is that information you get in the akashic record itself or is that something you get through dialoguing with the client or how do you, how do you discover um what topic areas you should focus on and um uh, where the stuck point may be how much mm -hmm. of it is between you and the client and how much of it is you're reading the records about all of these specific things and you're just sort of informing the client teach us about that yeah so so i can inform the client yeah like the blueprint okay so say they have divine they have divine power say as their first divine gift mm -hmm. now divine power would be the born entrepreneur they need to have a business in order to fully express themselves mm -hmm. yeah um and even sharing with them how fast they are, yeah, because they are really fast. They get things done in three hours that other people need 10 hours, yeah. Um, so I can give information and certain gifts very much can shape what you do. So for example, divine expression as a gift uh, you would be incredibly good with words, whether it's written or spoken. Uh, you would be the spiritual teacher and you would be a natural channel, for example. Yeah. So, yeah, I can give information. What the client does, we have free will. However, I'm also highly intuitive and I seem to be able to hear what clients say when there is a when there is silence. <laughs> so somehow I just know, say, if the client says, oh, I want to do this, and if there's no energy behind it, or I don't feel excited, then it's not quite right for the client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then I would go deeper or ask more questions till I get the yeah, we got it. Yeah, but we have free will. Yeah, how we express is yeah, it's up to us. I'm with you. Maybe you could teach us a little bit about the relationship of free will and the relationship of the blueprints in the record and how those things go or don't go together. Assuming that the reason that they 
well, um, maybe I can just ask, what's the relationship of free will and the blueprints in the record? How do they interact with each other? Can you help me with that? Mm, okay, that's a great, great question. Well, look, ultimately free will trumps, I think. We are born with free will, right? Even doing nothing <laughs> is free will. Mm -hmm. um, however, when, oh, no, look, it's a great question because I'm just feeling into it and then I'm going, I wonder whether karma trumps, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Okay, what I do know is if you, we all have karma, yeah? And karma is not that you're punished for something. It's literally just the consequence of a action or the cons consequence of a wrong, in inverted commas, decision. Yeah. So, that it, however, if there's incomplete karma about something that will it will stop you in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, really, really important to do your personal work, yeah. your personal growth, and your healing work. Because. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have free will, but if I'll tell you what, I'll give you an example. I mean, that's with healing. I used to do Facebook lives, and I'll be honest, I never liked them. It was always not easy. But I had a period, probably a year ago, I I could not get myself to do a Facebook live. Like it was almost no, I can't do it. And that was over the top for me. Yeah, I could go, okay, I don't like it, but I'll do it. I could not do it. Mm -hmm. And I watched myself. I could not do it. I'm going, and I was scared. I'm going, what is this about? Mm -hmm. And I had a healing. And oh my God, this past life came up and it made so much sense where I basically tried like I saw something the community didn't see and when I shared and it was basically hey we are in danger we need to get out of this mm -hmm. and not only was I ridiculed they didn't believe me and I left and my whole tribe basically died mm -hmm. so you know then I had to work with nobody believes me I'm ridiculed all my people are dead <laughs> And, and that made a lot of sense, right? Yeah. So again, it would be the healing or the karma to be worked on because, and after that, like a miracle, did a Facebook Live immediately, <laughs> right? Yeah, this is my world, yes. I. Yeah, I you get it. <laughs> you know, here's what I'm hearing. You can tell me if this makes sense to you. It, it feels to me like the Akashic record as a energetic is like something that is um, the, the word that comes to me is like there's a gravitational pull like it's like attracting you if you can get there it's like it's like an invitation to saying here is something like your destiny that has been on some level, there's a kind of engraving that you've decided you want to move towards. 
And free will, it seems to me, is how much are you willing to do the work when like you have the anxiety of your Facebook thing? Are you going to say, forget it, I'm never going to do it. And like, yeah, I'm not meant to do this. Long yeah. practice. <laughs> or, or will I deal or will I look at the anxiety and say, is it really a trauma structure because there's some kind of reactivity or some kind of judgmentalism? It's not just that I don't want, I'm not meant to do it, but it's there's something more there. And that free will is the choice to say, am I going to like choose to find out what that reactivity is or am I going to choose to override it? That seems to me to be what free will really is. And yeah. if you if you choose not to override it, but to notice it, then whatever the karmic healing is, whatever that is where you're stuck for whatever reason, there's something that couldn't be handled, you'll go back and find it, which will release it, which will then allow you more to align with whatever life is inviting you into so you can move more towards whatever that, that uh, uh, I wouldn't say destiny exactly as you're talking about it, but an invitation, an invitation to like become more life, become closer to who you really are when you really align with that, whatever that is, whatever it is, yeah. right? Invitation to become more joyful, ultimately, right? Whatever that joy is, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And now here's then the next question, which is interesting to me, because let's suppose to take a controversial example, in the Akashic record, it said to Jesus, as Christ, he was going to be crucified and that that would be his joy, right? Let's suppose in the Akashic record. So it would seem to me that the joy then would be to say, I can be with anything and whatever life is inviting me into is my destiny. And if life is asking for a sacrifice right now, I will just go in a sense smiling, but that may not be your impression. So I would love to know what you think. Hmm. Hmm. Gosh, I mean, you know, everything is theory, mm -hmm. right? Um, I believe that we come, before we come into a lifetime, that we work out in some shape or form the essence of what we are encouraged and, well, what we've chosen. To, to bring here. Um, the, so with Jesus, for example, for me, the essence is he brought unconditional love on, onto the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, did he know that he might have, yeah, he might probably have known that, yeah, you'll be crucified because he would have probably um, already had a discussion before he incarnated with, you know, Judas and, you know, whoever. <laughs> that you do this and, you know, I want to learn about forgiveness and about holding my energy no matter what. Yeah. Um, and I think that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. but the free will he still you know he had people he had to have people that betrayed him he had to have yeah mm -hmm. uh, or how how the the common folk uh re responded was free will 
but I think the main things of his life would have been played out according to the intention being set beforehand. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. I mean, it's because it, I think it's very interesting that people can have goals, right? That people can have goals, right? That are relatively speaking egoic as opposed to life centric, right? I could say I can have any kind of goal I want. Um, and it may be on, a, on an egoic level, something that I think I truly desire, but on a larger level, it may not be in alignment at all. I don't know if you found that. I'm curious what your sense is about, you know. Oh, I, I, I love that you're bringing this up because what I noticed, and that is also what I help people with, especially say, um, they come and they say, hey, I want to have a brand new business or I want to side hustle, say, or whatever they want, mm -hmm. that quite often we want something because of parents that want that for us or because we see a friend being successful with something and we go, oh, I want this. Yeah, but that is more the ego mind versus is that really deeply what you want? Yeah, like do you, for example, I mean, that's a very superficial, you know, level, but um, do I want a house with a, a brand new house with four beds and three bathrooms? And when I look at these houses, I hate them. They're sterile. No, I don't. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, but some people might want that because it's a um, status symbol yeah mm -hmm. um, so yeah I do check with people and that is something I can look up in the Akashic records is it really aligned yeah and then look we we all need the ego yeah like I don't make the ego wrong uh, per se mm -hmm. And the you know, the ego has to be on board with what we want as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm right with you. We're, wherever your ego's at, until yes, and yes, I yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you know, I remember uh, my Akashic record read, uh, reader teacher Andrea Hess, and. She basically went from having a three months old baby and she just got divorced. So she was a single mom and she swore to never ever, to never ever be a single mom that is struggling financially. For her, that was a red flag. Mm -hmm. And she has now like an eight figure business within like 12 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, and she, would be very honest about saying that originally, I mean, yes, she always wanted to help people and she does that in a big way, mm -hmm. but she also wanted to just slight her ex because he ridiculed her constantly that she, how could she make money as a psychic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is a very egoic motivation, but it helped her mm -hmm. to get 
yeah so sometimes but she didn't have the wrong goal right you talked about goals she had the right goal but some ego to just go i'll show you or i'm going <laughs> to do this well regardless i think it's actually helpful oh you know <laughs> i just totally understand that Yes, I think there is a way of holding both of those things and to say it may be compulsive that, but that doesn't make it wrong, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah. Anything yeah. can motivate you into something that ultimately can bring you into places that you may not have gotten to if you hadn't had that kind of, a different kind of push, so to speak. And I, yes, I know that one very well myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, because if someone tells me I can't do something, that's as good a motive as I will ever have, particularly in my younger life, to say, really? Okay. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. Yes, that was... Uh, <laughs> now my secrets are out. What can I say? You know, it's like... Um, <laughs> but sometimes I think being a little bit of a rebel is helpful. Well, <laughs> some of us hopefully only stay a little bit of a rebel and not too much of a rebel, which could also be helpful, but can get you into a lot of uh, challenging situations for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. you tell me, this has been wonderful. Tell me um, what else, you know, in your cases or in your own evolution or anything, you know, what have you most learned for yourself that you really say, oh my goodness, this is what I've really discovered that's really important to me. Maybe you could mm. post that. I'll tell you what, I want to share with you because um, a, a recent experience, uh, because I always use myself as the guinea pig, right? So because I have to try out if things work or not, and then I can share it with my clients. Mm -hmm. So in human design, you have four major energy types and how your energy operates um, literally dictates how you go about creating something that you want. And again, for those of you who are new to human design, you can just Google anywhere free human design chart and you will get your own human design and a mini reading and you don't even have to give your email address. Okay, so that's available for you. So in human design, I am what they call a splenic projector, which is 20% of the um, of humanity and as a like out of the four types three have to wait in some shape or form only one can actually initiate and inform and that is the manifester in human design the projector that I am for anything that is life-changing in some like that is a bigger decision I have to wait for the invitation. Now, when I heard this principle for the first time, I thought, I'm waiting till the cows come home. What do you mean? Wait for the invitation, right? It goes so against our do-do-do yeah, society. And then I thought, well, let me just try it out. You know, like be really conscious about that particular concept. So my intention was that I, like, I live on a 
4,000 acre, I'm rural, I'm fully tropical in Australia. And the land, the way it is actually lends itself to invite somebody to share the land um, that has a tiny home. So that was the intention. I thought it would be great, you know, to have a couple, uh, they're similar, they want to be self-sufficient, you know. Now, I'm in the middle of nowhere with a thousand people, <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. And I want to attract this, and I wanted a couple, I'm, I'm basically asking for my soul tribe to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. where we garden together and we have a common goal yeah. okay so and i have to wait for the invitation where do mm -hmm. i get this invitation from right mm -hmm. so i started and i talked to a friend about the idea and she said hey here's a facebook group all about tiny homes why don't you put a post up so that was my first invitation i looked at it i thought put a post up with pictures, people loved it, but nothing. Okay, and then the waiting was on. Mm -hmm. And of course, my mind had a lot to say about it. Yeah, so the logical mind would go, well, you have to find another outlet to market, you have to put a post up again. Yeah, that would be the, the ego mind. Well, and I was now. like, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah, holding holding yeah also thinking oh my god am i crazy yeah like anyway i almost forgot about the the post and two and a half months later i got a pm are you still looking for somebody mm -hmm. and when kyra when we exchanged notes her take was that she went onto the site she intended to click out Her inner voice told her to keep scrolling and she had to scroll for a while, right? Two and a half months worth. As soon as she saw my post, she knew that's it. And as soon as she contacted me, it was like we've known each other for a hundred years and they've now towed their tiny home 4,000 kilometers for all the way from Victoria to Queensland to be here. And they've been here for two months and it's glorious yeah and so it works I had to wait for the invitation I knew it would change my life yeah it's and one ad well one post got the right people two and a half months later well even that post was an invitation because someone said oh, yeah because I was I was really trying to be I mean, I know, you know, I've been told in my trainings, like the human design training, that, well, you wait for invitations by doing other stuff, being happy. You know, like I had invitations before, but to start from scratch and create something that, you know, um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> So tell me, because now I'm very curious, do <laughs> Akashic Record readings ever come into seeming contradiction with the human design readings that you get? So that No, the that's the cool thing. 
I was no, I mean, they're so different. Mm -hmm. uh, if if anything, there's certain markers I get from human design that I can't get from the Akashic mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, and certain things I would say in the Akashic come out in human design, but in it, yeah, but differently. So no, to, no. However, for example, in the Akashic, uh, I talked about that people have um, a divine gift. Most people have one standalone gift. Some have two. When you have two, sometimes they can, they look like the exact opposite to each other. Yeah, and when you have two, it can be actually harder because you have to work with them together. So then, yeah, one might be, I'm a hermit, yeah, like divine power, I'm a hermit, I need a, ultimately, not hermit, but oh, I stay need with time because I didn't bring that up today. Go ahead. You're going to hit the other one too. Go ahead. I, I yeah, and the other one, if you are the healer, your divine love, well, you need family around you. You need loved ones, yeah? You need to be interdependent, yeah? Mm -hmm. So how do you work with these two conflicting energies? Yeah. Yeah? What's fascinating today, because it's life is synchronistic, right? I have a client and she's very much into human design. And she said, you know, she, she did, she had her own chart and her chart was a hermit chart and a role model chart. And she said, and, and I don't know, I, what I know about human design, you know, can make, I know just enough to make me dangerous, but I'm going to learn more now because I'm now really the extra, I mean, I know the Enneagram unbelievably well, but I don't know human design unbelievably well, but I'm going to learn it. But she said, yeah, have a, do you know who you are in human design? Your I type? Do, I, I don't know what I am in human design, no. Because um, so I tell you what, just knowing that for me, um, like as a projector, I basically, whether, you know, I'm not doing anything consciously here, but a projector basically projects the energy and energetically, I would have put you in a bubble. Yeah, it's like I'm piercing your energy and we are in a bubble. And just knowing that bit and also knowing that the projector, the opposite, all the energy comes through us. Yeah, so I had to work for years that I picked up everybody else's energy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm whatever, it's not even me. Right. Yeah, that's part of the projector as well. They, I mean, I'm sure it's for everybody, but projectors specifically, yeah. yeah? So just knowing, and like as a generator, you, you're just, your energy just draws things in, yeah? We actually don't, like the whole thing of push, 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 it's, um, we don't have to do that. Once we trust how we are designed vibrationally, yeah, so that's where you have the joy and the ease. Well, and if you hear the noise, that's my puppy scratching on the door. To well, get you can invite your puppy into the... Yeah, I might have to <laughs> use... Fine. Might have to get up. <laughs> get up? Is this, is this uh, Akash or Isis? This is Isis. Isis, right? 
I remember that Come I on, thought then. Isis was the puppy. Where's oh, Isis? Oh my yes. goodness, you are This gorgeous. is Isis. <laughs> and now, come on, Isis. <laughs> the trick is to go through the do doggy drawer at the back and then scratch the front door to come in at the front. <laughs> right, well. that's the... No, she's coming on the couch. Okay, we're all good. Uh, see, well, you know, I, I always knew that this was going to be a true love affair and that you were going to not be just doing this by yourself. I didn't know what that meant. But now I understand that this was really going to be you and Isis, and which is a whole different goddess than Akash. <laughs> must be related to the Akashic record somehow. And if it's not, then I'm confused. But that be that as it may, it's it's fun. So and honestly, I know you probably. But if I tell you this, you would probably go sure. Oh, I'll. I don't I, when our cash came, consciously I wanted to call him Angel. Okay, that was the conscious name, mm -hmm. and then I got through. It's a cash, and it took somebody, and I was actually googling the name. I'm serious. It took somebody to point out, oh, Akash and Akashic Records. Right. I did not make the connection. I'm serious. <laughs> well, it's even... It's like, duh. <laughs> well, I mean, Akash, Isis is almost Akashish. You know, it's like I could really, you put them together and it's like somehow or other it becomes Akashic, you know, so that there's something of a mar a union between Akash and Isis that is like something extraordinary, you know? I don't even know what Yeah, and they like, and they, they're very much connected, like even in, in 3D terms. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at them. Oh, oh, and, and I am so glad we did this on YouTube so that people can. For those of you who can just listen or just listening, watch the YouTube because this was a moment that is worth like see yeah. if you can the animals the animals yeah well the, the animals beast. Are, well they're they're animals and I'm not sure they're beasts but they are truly loving and they clearly love each other and they also clearly feel very at home with you so yeah, it's a great thing feeling very blessed seriously having these beings in my life even if they're on four legs you know they're still beings that's true. Um, yeah, very supportive. Well, listen, I'm very <laughs> glad I had a chance to run into you into my life. So thank you so much. Is there any final thing, if you just really tune into your deepest intuitive knowing in your heart that you really want to say or share or anything as a way as we're coming towards our completion for today? Because mm. I want to give you that chance if there's anything at all. Yeah, look, um, my overwhelming sense is that we are now invited to be in the world, but not be of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in other sense, in other words, how can you go deeper within and really learn to know who you are and express that no matter what happens around you? Because the world is in strife the world is in chaos at the moment and will be i think for a little while 
And the invitation now is really because the spiritual um, laws have not changed. Yeah, the law of attraction is still working. There's still money here. There's, you know, we, all the resources are here, but we need to become stronger in our, how we manage our energy, what we lend time for, in all, and really go within and trust your intuition. And it's time now to really live your purpose because that's what the shift is all about. It's about individuation and living your soul's calling. Mm -hmm. And so um, we are actually, yes, we are in full on times, but it's also exciting. And no matter, you know, if, if you have a heartfelt wish, know that it's possible to create it and live it. 100%. Well, thank you for that mm -hmm. final message. And everyone again, this is Shivani Ganel. You can find her and uh, website is shivani.com. Shivani.com. <laughs> so that's how you can reach Yeah, with a Y. Shivani with a Y, yes, which all of that's you will. The it's the, the, for those of you who are just watching or listening and don't do any of the reading that got you there, it's Shivani with a Y. And she does beautiful work and she's a beautiful soul, as far as I can tell. And it's been a total pleasure having you here. And if you want to reach me, obviously you can reach us at lifecenteredtherapy.com. And I also respond to all my own emails. If you want to reach me, you just write at ahan, Andy Han. So it's ahan, H-A-H-N, at lifecenteredtherapy.com. And it's been a real pleasure. And thank you so much. And I hope this will be the beginning of, if it's, if it's so a much fun. record, it was really fun. So we'll see where it, where life takes us and what the invitation is. And having yeah. said, I wish all of you goodbye and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you.